Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word. And 13 minutes, well, we can usually fit that somewhere into our daily busy schedule. And since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, staying in God's Word helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody really start to move in a different direction in their life, coming to God. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them. So do that every day. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. Make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about a subject that a lot of people probably would not think of from a spiritual perspective very much, and that's laziness. <laughs> laziness? Uh, does the Bible really say anything about laziness? From beginning to end. Over and over and oh, it's incredible how many verses of Scripture, how many texts of Scripture deal with the subject of laziness and how God continually rebukes it, warns against it, and even condemns that particular lifestyle. Now, we're not talking about having a lazy day here and there where you've worked hard and you've really been hitting it hard for maybe all week or maybe uh, longer than that. And you, you say, you know, I just need to chill for a day. I need to kick back or maybe not even for a whole day. I just need to take, you know, the morning off or maybe the afternoon off and I just need to just relax and, and recharge. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody who is perpetually lazy they don't want to work. They have the physical ability to work. The jobs are out there. The opportunities are there. But they're just too lazy to go to work and work a job every day. But they've got to eat, right? So they expect somebody else to take care of them. In some cases, that might be mom and dad, even though they might be way up in their 20s. They're still living at home and just, you know, kind of mooching off mom and dad. Well, mom and dad need to get to the point where they say, uh, son or daughter, it's time for you to get a job. Yo, know, we raised you while through your youth years, but you're an adult now. You need to go to work. And other times it's people, they just expect the government, either federal or state or local to take care of them. Isn't that what the government's supposed to do? Not for a lazy person. For somebody who's down and out and cannot physically or maybe mentally work for themselves, but yeah, okay, we, we need to be compassionate. We're a benevolent nation, extremely benevolent, and we need to help people who cannot help themselves. But we're not talking about that individual. We're talking about someone who is just plain lazy and does not work and expects other people to take care of them. Well, we looked at a text in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We looked at verses uh, verses 6 through 15, and we saw where the Apostle Paul is pointed in condemning laziness. In fact, he finally came to the point where he said, if a man will not eat or will not work, let him not eat. If a man will not work, let him not eat. And that's verse 10 of chapter 3, 2 Thessalonians. Well, we also noted that 
in the garden, when God placed that first man, Adam, in that garden, the garden that had the, the food resources for him to be taken care of, for life, I think we can understand. And yet God still told the man to tend and keep that garden in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15. And then in Genesis chapter 3, when mankind entered into sin, that first man, that first woman, well, now as part of God's judgment upon them, he told the man, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, or in other words, till you die physically. Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. You see, working produces in a sense of integrity within an individual, earning their living. I used to say, as I would counsel with people who were out of a job, but they were trying to get a job, they wanted to get a job, but they, it, was, it was a time when maybe uh, in a particular area of the country, it might have been an economic recession or even depression. And, and I'd say, you know, especially that man, He's wired to work. He, he, he gains self-esteem, a sense of self-worth by going to work every day and taking care of his family, unfortunately. My impression is from what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing, what I'm hearing, is that that particular principle is no longer really the way it is in the lives of a whole lot of men in our culture today. Women as well. Laziness is rebuked and condemned throughout Scripture. The book of Proverbs is filled with rebuke and condemnation of laziness. A lazy person is as described as being an irritant to a person who entrusts him with a task, but then is faced with the difficulty of actually getting him to do the work that was assigned to him. How many times does an employer face that reality? You hire somebody to do a job, but boy, you, you look over there, they're off in a corner someplace, they're, they're messing around on their phone. So you go up to, what are you doing? You're supposed to be doing this particular job. Oh, well, I was just, I was going through Facebook here. I was looking at some pictures that were sent to me. I was just going through some text messages. Well, the employer did not hire you to be doing that on work time. He employed you to be doing the work of the job he, he hired you for. But you see, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's a mindset now of just plain being lazy. In Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 26, we read this, as vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. <laughs> We're talking about vinegar to the teeth. You're not expecting something that you're eating or something you're drinking to be laced with vinegar. You, you take that into your mouth. Oh boy, it makes a big impression quickly, doesn't it? And smoke to the eyes, it gets in our eyes. It's an irritant. Both of those would be irritants in those situations. And they're used to describe a lazy person who has been assigned a particular job. A lazy person, if he works at all, will always have to work for somebody else because, you see, he doesn't have enough gumption. He doesn't have enough, he doesn't have enough determination 
to become an employer, to start his own business, or to build a a a a uh, an, an income through his own labor, his own expertise, he's going to have to work for somebody else all the time because he's just too lazy to take the initiative to do otherwise. He's not going to be industrious enough to be an employer himself or even to build his own company. He's going to have to depend on somebody else to hire him if he'll do the job. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be, will be, forced, will be put to forced labor. Proverbs 12 and verse 24. Now, here's a pathetic image that portrays a man who is too lazy even to cook the meat that he has secured. This particular text is talking about somebody who's gone hunting. He's, you know, he's bagged a, an animal that he can, he can uh, then butcher and, and process and, and, and use for meat to eat. But you could think of somebody who may somehow, maybe he's gone to the grocery store, he's bought a little bit of food, or maybe somebody's given him some food. But, but look at this really pathetic image that the wise man in Proverbs 12 and verse 27 portrays. He says, the lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. So he's got the meat, he's got the food, but he lets it go to waste. He lets it go bad because he's too lazy to cook it. He's too lazy to prepare it. What, a, what an incredible image. And, and then a person who is perpetually lazy will ultimately be faced with the reality of hunger because he's too lazy to work, to earn a living, to be able to buy food. So the wise man wrote this in Proverbs 19 and verse 15. Laziness casts one into deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. It'll be a natural, because you see, he's too lazy to work. And somebody who's lazy, well, what do they do? They lay around a lot, fall asleep, take naps on a regular basis throughout the day, and they find themselves without enough energy to really get up and start moving in a productive way because they have been so lazy, that's their lifestyle now. That's what their body is attuned to. If a person has a field in which to plant a crop, to feed himself and his family, it does him no good if he is too lazy to plow the field or to plant the crop or to till the soil or to you know, take the weeds out or to go out and harvest the crop, even if it's just a garden. He can always find an excuse to put it off. In Proverbs 20 and verse 4, it says, The lazy man will not plow because of winter. Now, what do you mean? Well, it, it's, he always finds an excuse. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Now, how vivid is the imagery of a person who is too lazy to even feed himself? A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. Proverbs 19 and verse 24. Does that sound incredible? <laughs> he's he, he put his spoon down into the dish, but he's uh, just too lazy to scoop up the food and bring it back to his mouth and chew it. Uh, what a pathetic image that is. But you see, the laziness that we're seeing that is becoming more and more pronounced in our culture, in our country, right now, it is a pathetic image. And unfortunately, we have people in in positions of governmental authority who are 
supporting that laziness. And by supporting it, they're enabling it, and they're encouraging it. Without meaning to, but that is the ultimate result. We'll look a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for giving us your wisdom and guidance. Thank you for giving us your word to guide us in your wisdom. Help us, Father, to see the perils, the self-destruction, and, and, and ultimate eternal condemnation for living a lazy life when we can take care of ourselves through the abilities and the opportunities of work that you have blessed us with. Help us to come out of that laziness. Help our nation to come out of it, Father. Please, we pray. Please forgive us and hear a prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.